When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever Dog I used to think that this was my town What a stupid thing to think I hear you biting off a brain now I myself am on the brain I used to want to be a real man I don't know what that even means I just want you in my arms again And we can search each other's dreams What's up, 3Bs? What's up, Diamond Dogs? What's up, Athletic Gerbils? It is Three Swings! We were supposed to be on a break. Isn't that a thing from friends? Um, And then baseball did a bunch of stuff. And so I was like, Brett, we got to do an episode. And I was going to do a little check-in with you guys. And then baseball did a bunch of stuff in just one week. Um, that was very relevant to this show. So I felt like hopping on and talking to you. Um, and then I got a guest. So it's like, this is just like a full-blown episode. Um, so I don't want to spend too much time up top because um, our guest on this episode of this here podcast, which is Three Swings, um, that I am the host of. Also, my name is Rhea Butcher, host of the show. It's a, it's a podcast about baseball and other things. Um but mostly this one's going to be about baseball for once. Uh, Clinton Yates, uh, columnist over on The Undefeated, uh, also on uh, Around the Horn quite a bit. He recorded this episode through a literal ESPN microphone. So like, man, this little show that could, you know what I mean? Um, He wrote a really great piece in response to the MLB, quote, elevating uh, stats from the Negro Leagues, um, and we get into that, so I won't get into it too much up top. Um, you guys have heard me talk about uh, my visits to the Negro League Museums, uh, players, all kinds of stuff. Um, so I'm really grateful to have uh, Clinton on because uh, his depth of knowledge of the game uh, was just really a, a pleasure to behold. So I, I'm really, I cannot wait for you guys to hear that. So I, I won't uh, waste too, not waste, I won't use too much of my own time um, up top. I hope everyone's doing okay. It is, uh, continues to be a difficult time. Um, the pandemic is now, uh, like raging even more out of control than it was at the beginning, which is, uh, astounding to be totally honest. And I was completely prepared for that. Um, given that we've just had almost no direction consistently as uh, people and been pretty much in the wilderness, um, I am not surprised that this is happening. It does still, however, uh, break the heart. Um, Apparently, Los Angeles is now the epicenter of this current uh, wave continuum. Um, We have zero beds in the ICU, So uh, if you live in Los Angeles and you're listening to this um, and you do not have to go do anything, don't do it. Um, I also just want to send a lot of love and care and kindness to the people who do need to work, have to work, are forced to work. Um, 
I have family members who are doing have been doing the same in Ohio. So I love you and care about you. Um, also, if you're in a position that that's not happening, please don't do things you don't need to do. Um, and thank you to everybody who did not travel over the holiday in th- in uh, November. And thank you to everybody who's not going to travel for these holidays um, that are currently coming up. Um, I appreciate you. Thanks also to everybody that puts a mask on as soon as they leave their home. Um, I saw somebody recently mention on Twitter, like, you don't just need a mask to go in places. You need it when you leave your house. So just keep that in mind. Like, I literally just have, even if I am by myself on the sidewalk walking my dog, I keep my mask on because at this point, we just need to do it, you know? Um, and the, the the act of putting it on and taking it off all the time is like, ridiculous and then i run into people and you know and then i see people on the street with no mask and i'm like well i was just doing that five seconds ago so i keep it on my face all the time um so please do that um and also just like everybody keep doing what you're doing this is this is unprecedented and we're just uh we're really out there we're just really out there um so a couple things we've got uh just to mention, because Clinton and I actually get into this, so I won't get into it too much. Um, MLB did proceed with the minor league reduction. Um, they have reduced their li- their player development licenses to only 120 farm teams while breaking ties with over 40 others. Um, it's incredibly sad, and it's not something... It's It's... It's just more of the National Association Association of Professional Baseball Leagues, which had governed the minors since 1901, is closing down. And the minors will be run from the MLB's office in New York under the supervision of Peter Woodfork, MLB's new senior vice president of minor league operations and development. Um, <clears throat> moving forward, almost every nook of professional baseball in America, from independent leagues on up, will fall under the auspices of the $11 billion league at the top of the sport. Um, it's something that uh, we talked about a lot on here. I hoped it wouldn't happen, but kind of knew it would, and it's just incredibly sad. Um, and uh, there will probably be more to come on this show about it. Um, and as I said, Clinton and I sort of get into it. So I will also just mention that there are some Francisco Lindor trade rumors, and this comes from Bleacher Report. Um, among all the trade rumors circulating this offseason, the one that has picked up the most momentum recently involves Cleveland All-Stars uh, shortstop Francisco Lindor, uh, who broke off contract extension talks back in March, suggesting that the sides were too far apart. But after Cleveland lost their AL wildcard series with the Yankees this year, Lindor told reporters that Cleveland could afford to re-sign him if they were motivated to, noting that they were a billion-dollar team. Lindor is one of baseball's best players at a premium position. He is a legitimate five-tool guy who can hit for power, steal bases, and play an elite defense. Since 2015, Lindor ranks third in war among all MLB players. Third! The next closest shortstop, Xander Bogarts, has been worth nearly three fewer wins in that span. Nevertheless, last month, Cleveland told teams it was looking to move Lindor before opening day on April 1st, and a deal might get done far sooner than that. Um, so that story brings me to the one that I was going to record this podcast the most for, uh, which is the fact that the Cleveland baseball team leaked a story Sunday night 
that they were going to change the name, um, the mascot name of their team, which I was excited about, which I got a billion texts about, which uh, I was grateful to the native and indigenous groups, who, activist groups who have been working tirelessly for decades, if not a century, to make this change or at least have some sort of acknowledgement and understanding beginning. Um, and and then the next day, <laughs> they made an, an, another announcement that they were not going to change the name until 2022. S and also they're going to give money from the profits from their Chief Wahoo trademark and uh, ostensibly the I-word trademark that they're going to continue to hold um, to some Native groups. Um, and I just... I wouldn't say that I'm baffled by it because it's not surprising because I have literally talked about this for six years of my life, which is not very long. Um, <clears throat> and I guess the more surprising thing is to leak the information to, to try to sort of suss out what's going to happen and then go, yeah, well, we're not going to do the Cleveland baseball thing like, like Washington for a year. We're just not going to do anything for a year. And we're just going to promise you that we're going to do something in 2022. Um, so uh, more will be revealed about that. I am, I, I'm just very done with them because not only are they not really just doing something about it, they, they are also doing these kinds of things with, uh, like not just a top tier player, but a once in a generation player in Francisco Lindor, who not only is a tremendously talented and just like someone you want on your team as a, as a player, um, someone you want on your team as a fan, um, he literally wants to play for Cleveland. How many players can you say that about in Major League Baseball? Not that many. <laughs> Cleveland is on many players, uh, you know, do not trade lists for many reasons. <laughs> and it, they're kind of all irrelevant. When you have somebody like Francisco Lindor basically saying, I want to win you a World Series, Cleveland, and they go, yeah, no, we don't really care. I don't care. I'm over it. Whatever they choose to make their name, I hope they do it. But like, this is, it's just like, for me, I speak only for myself when I say this, it's baseline abusive behavior of like, yeah, we're going to do it. Now we're not. No, we're changing our minds. Not really kind of doing it. Da, 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 da. It's like, I don't care anymore. I'm done. I'm done. Whenever they decide what their new name is going to be, we'll discuss it then. Other than that, I'm done talking about this <laughs> because it's just a game and I'm just not going to play it anymore. Um, so th those are my thoughts about <laughs> the Cleveland baseball team. Um, and, uh, yeah, after this little break, uh, an ad break that I hope you listen to and hope you consider purchasing because it does help this show and Forever Dog in general. Um, also, I'll probably pop on and do like a beginning of the year episode, but I, I do want to thank you all for listening this year. It's been an, an interesting one to say the least. So thanks for being back listening for the holidays and I hope that everyone has a really good one um, and I hope that, uh, you know, we can all... I, I don't know. I don't know. I hope we can all. That's it. Um, so, yes, we'll be back after this ad, and we will talk to Clinton Yates uh, from many places, the undefeated, around the horn, ESPN, pretty much everything you've ever heard of right after this.
Thank you so much for listening to that, and thank you for considering purchasing whatever it is I just told you to buy. Appreciate it very much. Thank you for listening to the show. And as I said, uh, very excited to welcome onto Three Swings a guest, if you can believe it. Um, You may have read him on The Undefeated. You may have seen him on Around the Horn on ESPN. Uh, So happy to have uh, Clinton Yates. I'm super excited about our guest. I'm so glad and so grateful to have this person on. Uh, So excited to welcome Clinton Yates to the podcast. What's up, Clinton? How are you? I'm well. How are you today? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I um, I mean, let's just like get right into it. I've I have appreciated your work from afar via the internet for quite Thank some you. time, um, and so this is like a you know it's like one of those dreams of like oh getting somebody on a podcast, and I'm always like I don't know if they're gonna, and it's like oh you just ask, and then people are like yes or like no nah, I'm good, and it's like right. then you just it's, move on it's with your very life. Very simple, you know. If you don't <laughs> ask, you won't know. So you, you ask, will not know. You miss 100% of the shots you do not take. I like to go with the more baseball present analogy, which is you got to swing the bat to hit the ball. Pretty simple. Yeah, you really do. And uh, on this show, you get three opportunities to do so. So uh, that's that's a big part of it. But I wanted to, I I read your piece on the undefeated, Mm -hmm. um, which is titled, and we'll be elevating the status of Negro Leagues is the problem, not the solution. Um, and then I retweeted it because I was like, I could tweet all my thoughts about this, or you could just read Clinton's article because I agree with every word of it. Um, so I'm so grateful to have you on to discuss this sort of, also this podcast is like on a break, but like so many, uh, things that I, we talk about on this podcast have happened this week. In News baseball, fairy I was just like, yes. Yeah. Uh, I was like, I have to at least say, cause I don't want to tweet about it. <laughs> Right. No, you know? I do. I get that. And to, <laughs> if I may, when I, so I can Please. jump into this, this yes. started with, so, okay, look, I live in Los Angeles and, you know, but I still lived on the East coast. I'm going to be 40 next year, obviously my whole life. Congratulations. So, yeah, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> and so when I woke up that day, I mean, I normally wake up pretty early just because there's so much happening where you got to at least ingest some level of the news from the East coast before you get anything even moving. So, absolutely. you know, that's normally what it goes. So I woke up that particular day at 10 a.m. Pacific, which is late <laughs> in the day yeah, that's late. on the East Coast. That's and, 1 p.m. That's lunchtime, right, baby. You know, and I wake up <laughs> and I got all kinds of texts that are all kinds of like interestingly positive about like, oh man, Major League this, Major League that. They're so, I was like, oh, okay, what'd they do? And I go to my Twitter <laughs> And it's like more tweets and they're like, yo, this is tight. I'm like, what happened? You know, yeah. so I go to the press release and I immediately read MLB elevates Negro League status. And I was like, I, I, I'm sorry, what? Like what? And I thought, I thought I was looking honestly at something that was a joke. And I, yeah. I mean that earnestly as like a professional where I was like, uh, elevates status. Like that, that can't be what is actually being said here and just on a basic top-down level. And so, you know, obviously I keep reading and I was like, oh my goodness. And, you know, you come across Bob, who's obviously awesome and classy and grateful for it, but yeah. I was like, this is not the move, you know? And my just <laughs> gut reaction was, you know, and I tweeted this, I said, why on earth would I call the Negro Leagues the major leagues? Like, I just on a basic identification agency level, 
I didn't understand that, never mm-hmm. mind the verbiage. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I started thinking about it more and I realized, yeah, that word elevate mm-hmm. really hurts mm-hmm. because the natural implication there is that something was less than. Mm-hmm. And like, yo, nah, just I, I, I don't even, I didn't even <laughs> yeah. know how to explain that at first, you know? So I got a couple of yeah. tweets off and, you know, listen, not to get too far into this, but sometimes that's part of the process when you do a job like this. You get a couple mm-hmm. tweets off and you're like, you know what, actually, I probably need to put actual so-called pens to paper, you know? Yeah. And that's kind of where I was. And I, I, I just, it took me a really, really long time to process how that statement comes out the way that it does. Not, mm-hmm. not what they're doing, which we can have mm-hmm. a discussion about in a separate part of the show, but like, yo, it just, it was, it was so inappropriate mm-hmm. that I couldn't even, it, it was messing me up for a while. And so when I finally wrote about it, you know, I started talking to some of my people around the game, you know, not just in terms of actual, you know, baseball front office people in, at various teams and so on, but like players and just fans who were like, yeah, this is, this is actually really, really weird. And I was like, yeah, I mean, what, what do I care if the records match up <laughs> Negro league players and big league players? Like I, I'm not one of those baseball fans that spends a lot mm-hmm. of my time arguing about stats. Sorry. Right. You know, like some people think that's all the baseball fans care about. No, it's not. And I'm as Mm -hmm. big a baseball fan as any other human on this earth by a lot. So miss me with that. And it's very odd to me on a lot of levels. And I'm happy for Bob. You know, if you've ever met Bob Kendrick, you know, he's the man, but just overall, I mean, it was a legit gut reaction where I was like, yo, nah. And I didn't have to do (laughs) some whole bunch of research to just recall no, all no. the things as to why this did not make sense and what it was sort of ignoring on just kind of an obvious level. So that's where that column came from. Mm-hmm. Um, it was literally just a reaction upon seeing something when I woke up and just thinking about it and being like, I, I don't feel good about this. It was legitimately upsetting. Yeah. I mean, I could not, I, 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 I can't agree with you more. Like the, the, the language of the thing to me repeats the the common problem or, or the, the, the problem to begin with, which is that, and you also, um, uh, call this out in your article that, which is something that I've talked about on the show a lot and continue to that, like the, the sort of one baseballing of baseball, which yeah. has always been present because it's, you know, it's a capitalist society. So like you have to have the one thing that makes all the money. Um, but it, 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 it's as though, you know, major league baseball wants to be, the copyright of baseball, you know, um, and to, to, to use the word elevate is so offensive to me. Um, especially given that so many aspects of modern baseball come from the Negro leagues, which we literally just talked about this summer, you know, right. through the, through the season. I'm like, said, Oh my God, a lot of money on this hundredth anniversary stuff. You know what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. So what's and the you elevation? What are we talking you, about? You know? Yeah. Right. It's, it's, it's not, it's, 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 it's bonkers to me. Like, it's just, I mean, it, but it also makes complete sense. I mean, yeah. somebody, you know, people were texting me not as much as they were texting me about the <laughs> Cleveland baseball team name, well, um, yeah. but people texted me and they were like, you know, Oh, long overdue. And, but this is great. And I'm like, is it, is it? Because like, everybody's just going, Oh, cool. Long overdue. Great job, everybody. And it's like, no, the point is not great job. Everybody, <laughs> you know, the point yeah. is look at the league look at the Negro leagues and look at what they did. And then also look at major league baseball and look at what it did to get us to this point that this conversation would even need to happen. Right. Um, and and, be, and me, beyond that, sorry, go ahead. 
Oh no, the the only thing I was going to say is I think I think the inclusion of statistics from other leagues is important especially when you have players who then played in the major leagues like somebody also like Ichiro for example, like True. to to sort of uh equalize the statistics across leagues to me that equalizes the leagues and then the major leagues is not the only thing that that, that your stats matter from that's not totally the conversation that we're having. And also them using the language of like, Oh, we're elevating and we're trying to reduce. It's like, you're not reducing anything <laughs> like you guys, right. except for uh, black players in the league. That's what you're reducing. You know, there's simple um, ways to do things that involve words that smarter people use, <laughs> whether it's recognize, whether it's yeah. acknowledge, never mind apologize. And God right. forbid you use the word atone. You know what I'm saying? Right. Which is yeah. what is actually at hand here. And so, you know, there, there was a legitimate, I would just say le- intellectual academic conversation to be had about the verbiage well beyond what the verbiage meant, which is yeah. the problem. So I, I, I don't know. I was just kind of like, I, this isn't smart enough for me. And, no. and if you want to get into the solutions, a lot of people were like, oh, well, what do you suggest they do? And beyond what I just said, you know, <laughs> the other thing is like, how about you throw some cash at some people? That's yeah. not anything untoward in this country. Last time I checked, renumeration is a reasonable form of atonement, you know, Mm -hmm. especially when you're talking about a system in which the purpose of excluding people to begin with is so that you can make more money. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And the only reason that you ended up bowing effectively to integration is because of the cash that you saw you were losing out on from the other leagues that were as competitive, if not more entertaining. Mm -hmm. And like, yo, the money matters because the money was the reason. And to just sort of ignore that as if the concept of recognition alone, the gaze concept was the only real priority. That's where as a black person, never mind a baseball fan, it starts to hurt. Because mm-hmm. you're like, yo, I don't really actually care what mm-hmm. this league on this continent thinks. You know, <laughs> baseball to yeah. me is not just Major League Baseball. I grew up in mm-hmm. the District of Columbia. We did not have a Major League team. Sure, there were a lot of O's fans. Yes, re- respectable franchise. Franchise I like, not a franchise I care about. Great ballpark. A ballpark I got to play in, thankfully, in a travel ball situation. That was awesome. All right. But like my connection to baseball is not just my fanhood with a major league team and never will be. You know, it comes Mm -hmm. to playing. It comes through coaching. It comes to all the teams that I followed and cared about that other guys I knew played on and coached on and that I followed. Forget about the bigs, man. Baseball is a big (laughs) thing, you know, and I just Mm -hmm. feel like their constant desire to refocus everybody's attention on simply their league and their histories. They don't realize is harmful to them. Never mind mm-hmm. everybody else. And that's where I get so frustrated in terms of like the intellectual conversation. Forget about the one that's just the on the ground activity. It's like, yo, stop being so self-centered. You would be better if you weren't. And that goes from the culture <laughs> of the game to everything yeah. else. It's just obvious to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, Clinton, I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> no. Every, I feel like you just summarized like this podcast. <laughs> I, well, yeah. Thank you. you know, I mean, I, you know I don't mean to make short work of things, but no, I think about I, this stuff every day, you know? Yeah. I mean, get the easy out. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yes. <it's- laughs> yes. Exactly. You know? Like, 
God damn, college baseball is coming back in like two weeks and I'm fired up, okay? All right, understand that. That's where we are in my life. So anyway. Yeah, I just, I mean, I'm like more baseball is better. And I worry because it's like, I feel like it's not cut and dry because I I don't want to use it's not black and white because that's too, it's It's too on the nose. But it's, uh, it's, it to, to include the stats, I feel like is important, but then I don't want, the stats to get included in the league to get forgotten, you know, no. like, because yes. it's like the, the, the culture, you lose the culture when you just look at a statistic and somebody's like, Oh, I don't even know what, what is this team? Oh, some minor league team. Okay. Whatever. Like the fact that, and I was thinking about this on my walk that I took before we got on this call, how much it just absolutely bothered me in 2019, how much, uh, whoever was airing the world series fox whoever whoever owns yeah fox how much they constantly just talked about the senators and like not a single time did they mention the homestead grace it was right there and i was like this is white supremacy right here you know like here it is and people were like oh do you know if it it's like look man i can't prove to you that that's what that they're actively thinking but that's the point (laughs) it's the water it's the air and so like that's my concern with the the way MLB is moving forward with this is that they're just going to still be like Cooperstown, Cooperstown, Cooperstown. And like you brought up uh, the museums, you brought up Bob. I haven't met Bob. I feel like I have because of all the people who have spoken to me. Uh, I know I got to meet Bob. Life changing, Uh, life changing event. The first time you meet Bob. I would imagine because literally walking into each of those, the Negro league museums, life changing events to just be in those places when I went into the Kansas city one to walk in and see that, like feel that the just, it's just a, it's a beautiful experience. And I have not gone to Cooperstown and honestly going to both of those museums. I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> I don't right, really right. need that other stuff. You know what I mean? Cause it was just like such an experience and to physically be in the cities where those teams were playing, as opposed to this place in the middle of New York that actually doesn't have any relevance to the game, but that's Zero. a whole nother podcast. Zero. They do we'll get- the ceremony at the local high school. It's the most Bush league thing <laughs> in all of pro sports. Yeah. I mean, no knock on, you know, no knock on Cooperstown high school, but like, right. come on. That's not what, their fault. That, that's where it's actually done. Like that's yeah. ridiculous on a it lot is of ridiculous. Lines. Anyway, Anyways. so I mean, so what are your thoughts about uh, on that and 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 the museum's role in moving forward? I guess so. My thing about the museums is that there's a very large part of the museums that are unfortunately now basically the whole story, and that to me means that every single thing that Bob Kendrick wants, Bob Kendrick should get. He's yeah. done the work. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's done. I don't know what's going on with my computer. Hold on. That's cool. The security system. Did the, did the MLB just make a new announcement? I know, right? They just have to <laughs> did no, Cleveland uh-huh. say they're going to change the name again? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then exactly. change and say they're not? <laughs> <laughs> See, that's a whole other discussion. It's so, a whole other discussion, and we can talk about it. If we you can want talk to. about that, but let me finish. Okay. So, Bob, <laughs> yep. Bob, um, that, that museum is in Kansas City. My mother is from Kansas mm-hmm. City. And that museum also happens to be across the street from the KC Royals Academy. And that is an interesting thing that's sort of this very, again, 10,000 foot level oddball justification, uh, juxtaposition where, you know, the academies that the MLB has built in order to try to grow the games in various cities across the country have 
are not exactly very well known. You know, many have existed mm-hmm. for a while. There's one in D.C., there's one in Cincinnati, uh, there's one in Texas, there's one in New Orleans, there's one out here in L.A. And um, I believe, is there one in Houston? I think they're building one in Houston. But there's one in Kansas City. And it's right there. And mm-hmm. it's very interesting to think that, like, right across the street from where the Negro Leagues Museum is, is this facility where Major League Baseball is ostensibly, and I would say sensibly, investing in the black community to play the game. Like, okay, that's good. And the reason I bring that up is because like, yo, this is not some knock on the bigs more largely as if they're not doing anything. That would be crazy for me to say. I've attended Mm -hmm. and I know too many kids that have come up through actual big league funded programs that are playing baseball still for me to deny that. But that's why it's also so weird is because this whole notion of everything either has to be theirs or nobody else's is what we keep coming back to. And if like right across the street at the Negro Leagues Museum, those people were still considered less than, per their words, until this year, whilst you had an academy right there. (laughs) It's like, oh man, that's so wild to think about, you know? And so people like Bob and those who have been curated and grown and highlighted everything. I mean, to me, the answer is give them whatever they want. You know, like they're not going to ruin it. You know, they've obviously shown, never mind, like the intent is definitely not needed to be questioned. You could question the ability. I ain't questioning Bob's ability. Have you been to the museum? You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) what are we talking about here? What uh, what else does, you know, what else has to happen for this to be full speed ahead regarding how we, and by we, I mean, black Americans think this should be presented. You know, Mm -hmm. you can just turn over the responsibility to us with the same platform you give to yourself. That's mm-hmm. okay at this point. That to me is some yeah. level of equalization or some level of respect and acknowledgement. Not just saying, oh, your stats are going to count. Those aren't the same. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not the same thing at all. Uh, because to me, it, it, it just continues the same behavior that they've always had, which is like, how can, how can we benefit from this and or profit from it um, yeah. by doing the least amount of work and, and, you know, spending no money because we want to profit off of the thing, you know, right. uh, and there's, plenty they, people, listen, there's plenty of people in MLB who are fighting the good fight. Like, I don't, absolutely. I don't want, I don't want this to be made out as if I believe that this is some sort of evil empire situation <laughs> in regards to everybody being on the proverbial dark side of the force. That's not what I'm saying here. No. What I'm saying is that what it comes down to all the time though, is that these large decisions these um, showcase decisions, if you will, never, not never, but often seem to not sit as well as they could if they Mm -hmm. were just playing more of us in the room, you know? And this is one of those situations specifically about the Negro Leagues that it's like, this was a hard one to miss on, man. You know what (laughs) I I mean? Like, Like, take the extra time. You know what I mean? It's like, did you, that's what I always wonder too. And and I, I appreciate you saying that, Clinton, because I also, I don't, this is not like the MLB is the evil empire. It's more so for me, at least the, how I see them as a cog in the evil empire. That is the white supremacy of this country, you know, and like how it, that the role that it has played and has tried to escape and all of those things. And like how it's trying to sort of justify itself and get out from under it. Um, yeah. And the miners are a part of that, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's that, and that's why I made that point. People, oh God, I don't want to get too far into this, but like, that's why I made that point about branch Ricky. I'm like, yo, people celebrate branch Ricky because he's the one who signed Jackie Robinson and integrated the league. But like, yo, first of all, branch Ricky was trying to start a whole other league. 
like for many years of his life. People who don't know <laughs> yeah. him. Like, yeah. if you don't know anything about Branch Rickey. He was not like a major league only guy. Branch Rickey is a reason why minor league teams are affiliated with major league teams mm-hmm. and thus put themselves in a position economically to exploit the players because of the scenarios regarding how teams were affiliated with one another. Branch Rickey was that dude. Same dude <laughs> who integrated the league. So like, know that, you know, in terms yeah. of like the duplicity of how a lot of baseball presents its heroes. And mm-hmm. I don't have to knock anybody to be aware of that as like an adult. And mm-hmm. I, I just I just feel like that's what's something that people don't understand. And so this year as well, when they bang out all the minor leagues, you're like, bruh, you know what I mean? Like, who do you think suffers from this? It's certainly yeah. Black American players more than anybody, yeah. obviously, just from the numbers alone in terms of sociologies of scouting and all this, never mind the roster spots. So like, I, I don't know, man, on the whole, I don't know how great a lot of this stuff this season has been for black baseball, whether historically mm-hmm. or actively, even if all of the memories and the honors and all that were present, you know what I mean? And I don't say that yeah. flippantly. I say that no. earnestly in terms of what I see, what I cover and who I know in this yeah. game as well. Mm-hmm. Because those memories were already there. Yeah. As you've pointed out, it's not, you know, it's like it was, it, the Negro leagues were like the museums are there. The people, you know, it's, 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 it's changing because Many folks are people, still alive. More, yeah, the they were still alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's uh, you know, I've spoken to women that played in the Amer- all American. It's like it's dwindling, but it's like it's the people are still and it's just they're holding it's like they're just trying to keep juggling everything. And uh, I, I think it's interesting that you brought up the minor leagues because to me, it's uh, because I'm not as much of a scholar of the game as you are, but like uh, my experience of it. Uh, it seems very similar to me, the decimation of the Negro Leagues and the economy that existed around it. Because we're not just talking about players, we're talking about people who go to work for minimum wage at that stadium for yep. an entire summer for a lot of their life. You know, we're, you're talking about a lot of people being affected, you know. You're also you know, talking players, about a lot trainers. of people who work for the teams as well. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, front yes. office people who do all sorts of work and now, if you never, if not you, but if one who's listening has never known anybody who's worked in a minor league system, I mean, it is hardcore. You know, um, I, I got a couple of friends who have done this and, you know, one day you're selling tickets, one day you're the mascot, one day you're representing the team <laughs> on TV, one day you're, you know, for lack of a better term, shoveling shit in the dugout. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, there's a lot of different things that go into what make baseball in so many different places. And so there's two discussions about the minor league thing. There's the economy element for sure. If you knock out a bunch of squads, you know, like number one, you're killing a bunch of jobs, um, not just in terms of rosters, but in terms of the people. But number two, like, yo, your competitive balance changes because Mm -hmm. that means that with less people playing, you have less opportunity to find talent. People seem Mm -hmm. to think that every single time you cut a talent pool, that means that the quality of the talent pool goes up. No, that depends (laughs) on the ability of the people to scout those that are in the talent pool to begin with, which is the problem with why baseball doesn't have as many exciting players to begin with. So like, don't, you know, like, come on, I'm smarter than that, you know? And so I I feel like that's that's a a large part of what people don't understand. And so the only reason Branch Rickey even ties to that is because the same guy that everybody touts for being the one who integrated the game and changed America is also the same guy who is directly responsible for why the economic system of baseball now is crushing is sorry, is being crushed under the weight of itself, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's, uh, that's real. 
So, you know, you take one, you take the other, but just that's, that's something people need to understand about what, what is going on with the major leagues and how it filters down because I love minor league baseball because again, it's a brand of baseball from a play standpoint and an experience standpoint that it's not kitschy. It's just closer to what I know, you know, like <laughs> yes. you play high school baseball dudes are not like big league quality dudes make mm-hmm. mistakes. Dudes take chances. Mm-hmm. Guys botch things all the time and it makes games much crazier. This is why I like the so-called lower levels of baseballs because it reminds yeah. me more of the competitive understanding that I have of the game. Nobody, you know, mm-hmm. people in the pigs don't make mistakes. I mean, they do every once in a while, you know, but, yeah. and so my point is, is that major league baseball doesn't sell anything. They don't, they don't, they don't really recognize what it's worth from a baseball level or a cultural level beyond just a talent draw level. And that, that sucks, man. You know what I mean? I, I, that's a bummer for me as a fan overall of sports. Never mind, just, just baseball. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I, I really, I really don't uh, like the sort of I call it like like the iPad of baseball, the McKinseying of baseball. Of like, how can we just like funnel the the thing towards us as opposed to like going out and getting it, um, right. and like seeking it and experiencing it, you know? Because um, I like, you know, I've I've became a Dodger fan living out here, and I just like to me, like Dave Roberts would stop looking at what was happening in front of him and be looking at these choices, you know, like, and I could be incorrect. You're farther farther to the right on this than I am. (laughs) Whether that's true or not, I don't know. But like just the concept of in baseball, you know, looking at this as opposed to this is like, is kind of what we're talking about, you know, where it's like, we're just looking at numbers on a page, which comes back to the stats. It's like, are the numbers on the page from the Negro leagues what what makes fills my heart <laughs> when I think no, about the Negro right. leagues? Absolutely not. Or it's win the, anybody games? No. You know, no, no. It, 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 no, not at all. It's it's thinking about what this was this game looked like and sounded like and smelled like and felt like to, and played to like see. and played you know, like. And that's where the minor league point becomes an interesting one as well because you know this is another point I made in the column, which was. Listen, integrating the game was cool and all, but like, bro, you could have just taken three or four squads. <laughs> you didn't even necessarily have to stick yeah. them in the bigs. You know what I mean? Like, if you're mm-hmm. if you're really that committed to your system or whatever, if three Negro League teams become Triple A teams, and Absolutely. one Negro League team becomes a big league team, well, then you haven't decimated the entirety of the roots of right. the situation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so maybe yes. you then do get some of that, for lack of a better term, flavor that the Negro mm-hmm. Leagues provided to the game just through mm-hmm. natural integration if that makes sense not through just makes sort of dropping sense. in you know and I, I i it also kind of shocks me that people don't think about that as much as they do because mm-hmm. i'm like yeah yo jackie robinson was obviously great for the mindset of what baseball could be but don't mm-hmm. tell me it was the smartest business or talent decision like at all no. that doesn't even make sense you know and so yeah I think about that a lot because I think a lot of people don't realize the Negro leagues wasn't just one league that started and ended. It was a conglomeration (laughs) of seven leagues that teams from all over the country were constantly trying to make sure that they could stay in and out of from a business standpoint and stay afloat and find places Mm -hmm. to play. That thing in the um, Negro leagues museum is probably the most incredible infographic I've seen in my life where it's got all the years, all the cities, Mm -hmm. all the different leagues that all the crossover went through. It explains to you that like, yo, this was a scramble the whole time and so legitimizing them would have been legitimizing the efforts as in of what they are not just the stats and so Mm -hmm. i think about that all the time man if in 1950 major league baseball said we're taking three teams you know Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. the game would be totally different and probably totally better now 
So what if that meant that we didn't know who Jackie Robinson was? You know what I mean? It would have meant <laughs> sure. we would have known who 150 other guys were. And yeah, eight percent of players in the bigs now who were black. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's uh, it it speaks to the methods uh, that MLB prefers and like white uh, America prefers of like, well, we're just going to choose a couple people, put them out front and then like we'll do these. We'll we'll cast the the we'll we'll cast the diversity and then you can look at that and then everything else will just ignore it. Yeah, you know, yeah, and, that's and we what can we're just working against you. I mean, that's, well, I that's, know. that's tough. Yeah. But I mean, you know, and that's not that's not to say and I, I think also people don't understand like that's not to say that anybody in the fifties was necessarily, even if categorically some, I don't know, card carrying clan member. That's not what it's about. It's just about no. the fact that like, yo, at the time, that's how unbelievably strict mindsets were. It was like, there was not mm-hmm. even a notion that you could think, you know what I mean? Of like, I'll oh, bring another team along. That would mean we have to share the money with them. Like, well, right. yeah, I mean, that's how it works, you know, but like that wasn't happening. So no, no, I mean, were they card carrying KKK? Not maybe <laughs> some of them, probably. Right. But you know, Jackie Robinson couldn't stay in hotels. You know, it's not like it was like this snap of the fingers or whatever. And I'm not oh. like I'm telling you anything you didn't know. I just I mean, am, I, I get your point. It, it's it it's it it is stunning to think about that though. To think like, oh, to integrate actually integrate would have been to use the structure that was already there as opposed to a person or two people, you know, like instead of taking a single person and pointing at them and being like, this is it. You go like, Oh, what, what is actually sustainable? You know, like you said, from like a 10,000 foot perspective, like what will sustain this process? And that to me, just the, the truth of the choices was not that they were going into this for any sort of sustainability. It was like, what can we do right now to do this? You yeah, know, it was predatory. And it's like, okay, that guy. Yeah. And that, that ultimately was not, you know, I, I just ultimately think that if you had to do it over, you just wouldn't do it that way. And I think that's fair. No. Um, so I hope that <laughs> I hope that Major League Baseball can learn because I think sometimes too, like just to go back to the uh the the frustration and uh you know frustration and anger around the word elevate, like mm-hmm. people have it's like we have two minds about words it's like words are really important but it's also like whoa don't get so offended by the words you know but to me it's like this means something you're this is supposedly this this incredibly meaningful thing that you're doing how did you not stop and look at the actual words that in the meaning of the words that you're using to to express this you know (laughs) no i'm with you i mean i just i'm the only reason i'm sort of not rolling my eyes i'm not rolling my eyes at you. I'm rolling sort of sure. with you because yeah. there was, there was, a, I mean, there was just a flat, a lot of emotional work I had to do the day that this, this release came out. I mean, I was upset, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and it was, I, just do, like, I do, I actually was, had to, it was not like, that, I don't, I don't really want to compare talk about this, you know, the, but I was like, day. I can't, I can't participate in yeah. this. Cause it I'm was, just going to be a dick. I'm going to be a really dick tough. to people. <laughs> it was really tough for a while because I was just like, are you people kidding me? Like this is not what I wanted at all. It's making me upset, you know. So, you know, I was glad I got to write about it, and I and and I would, I would like to thank the people around the baseball community, you included. You know what I mean? Who said like, "Yo, man, like, yeah, man, I'm with you." You know, not because like my opinion is what matters, but because like, I, I this it was so obvious to me that I felt like, and in, in amongst those texts, my college dude tipped me up too, and I hit him back, and I was like, "Yo, I got to tell you, I'm not banging with this." And they were like, mm-hmm. "What do you mean?" And I just laid it out to them. They were like, "Dang." you're right. And I was like, I got to go. And they were like, no, we understand. And so like, 
there, there was a lot of me that sort of felt like, wow, like I, I'm stunned that this is not more obvious to a lot of people. So I just appreciate everybody who heard out what I had to say. You know what I mean? Because I'm not speaking yeah, for me. I'm speaking for a lot of people who, who do a lot of things around this game. I watch mm-hmm. it. I used to play it. I cover it and I like it. But a lot of people are doing a lot more to make sure that it stays alive. And those are the people that I speak for, not just me, you know, some dude that people see on TV yelling and screaming. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I, I appreciate your words on it, you know? Um, Cause it's like, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say other than like, I, I just see it, you know, like it, right. it, it felt pretty obvious to me, <laughs> you know, hey, to like, to, but I, I guess I, I'm just like the more, you know, I love base. I love the game. I, I don't love the, 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 the product the that's on the shelf. You know yeah, what I mean? Like right. I love baseball. I love lowercase baseball. You know what I mean? Right. Like, so exactly. to me, it's like this just really, it just really stunk. And I'm just like, I'm not going to yell at the people that are like praising it. I'm just not going to praise it. And like right. the people who are upset, I'm going to be like, I get it. You know, that's exactly like, where I was too. Like I'm not yelling sense. at anybody and people are like, Oh, you're so angry and frustrated. I was like, no, I'm upset. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's really what it comes down to. And every time somebody, you know, a black man uses too many words in a row, they're like, oh, you're angry. I'm like, I mean, <laughs> no, I could be angry, but that's not what I feel right now. You know, mm-hmm. what I feel is upset. It's hurtful. You know, and that's just mm-hmm. what it was. Yeah. And that's, uh, you know, that's incredibly like your feelings are valid, man. As <laughs> Thanks, human, hu- human to human, like your feelings are valid and welcomed and appreciated. You know, Thank you. I'm doing my best. <laughs> what else yeah, we got? You are. Uh, so let's, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to keep you too long, but I am curious, uh, cause I, at the, up top of the, the thing. And, uh, I, I feel as though I've logged many hours discussing this as a human being on this I know podcast. What you're say. I see this flag in your background. My, my, yeah, my, uh, my text messages. I did not get more text messages from human beings <laughs> than I did on Sunday night when the Cleveland baseball team, which is what I've been calling them for a solid six years now somewhere around okay, there so you're um, you're you i mean you are this is this is you are a charter member i am a charter member i okay. was you know like it, 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 i had a i had to learn i had to understand too i'm not going to act like i've known since i was four but right. like i came back into baseball as a fan and then and i you know was introduced to the d chief movement i was like cool then i was mm-hmm. like oh i'm not going to call them that anymore you know like all the, this whole experience of the thing and so I have been not ref- in my relationship to the team and my fandom of the team. Like I grew up in Akron. That was my team, you know, all right. these things. Um, and so people were texting me like crazy on Sunday. I'm curious uh, as a, as a fellow baseball fan player, <laughs> yeah. all these things, having different levels of love for this thing. What do you think? <laughs> and How do knowing, you feel? <laughs> knowing plenty of people. I went to college in Ohio. I went to Miami, Ohio. I know oh, plenty really? of people in Cleveland. Oxford, oh, yeah. baby. I, uh, yeah. I know plenty of people from Cleveland. <laughs> I know plenty of people that played baseball in Cleveland. I know plenty of people that coach baseball in Cleveland. Yeah. Um, I've watched a lot of high school baseball games in Cleveland, like random. So yeah. I, to me, it was like, this was going to be the, how do I explain this? So for the Washington football team, I'm from <laughs> DC. Oh, like yeah. that was always going to be what I'll just call an amputation. Like mm-hmm. there was no way that anybody was going to be on, in the real world, like all about it on any mm-hmm. math level for a team like, mm, let's say the Braves, mm-hmm. Atlanta, 
I think that there is something that you could sort of do what we'll call a non-invasive surgery to remove <laughs> that name and psyche from the fan base. For the mm-hmm. Chiefs, we're probably closer to like, I don't know, a skin graft. And I'm kind of making right. this up as I go along. Sure, at some I point. like it. But for the tribe, for Cleveland, that was going to be like full-blown brain surgery in yeah. order to get people to think that this made sense. Do you see what I'm saying here? Like, yeah, I see what you're saying. The hardest one on yeah. a lot of levels. And especially since when chief Wahoo was removed, people thought, okay, good we, enough. We gave it to you. You know what I'm saying? And oh, when yeah, I covered yeah. the all-star game there last year, I actually thought it was going to be a lot worse in terms of red face in terms of people making scenes about like, we're going to keep our this and we're going to keep our that, you know, and they kind of stepped in it when they decided they wanted to donate some proceeds of the portions from old Chief Wahoo stuff to Native American tribes. That was a whole other matter. But my point is, is that the, the Cleveland people I know, at least within polite society, are like really trying hard to just let this kind of go like whatever way, but nobody really wants to admit that they want to change the name and they want to do it to something else. Like there's just a lot of jokes. There's just a lot of fake ideas. Like this is going to be a lot harder in people's hearts than people I think around the country believe just because it hasn't been like a battle battle on the front lines. Yeah. In terms of publicly, not that people haven't been working, but you see what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I, I know what you're saying. You're not like, that's, that's also the thing, Clinton. It's like, uh, anytime, you know, cause people like tweeted me about this stuff and it's like, I wish I could explain my whole life story to you every time somebody talks to me about this thing, but I can't, you, you know, can't, it's right, like, it's I can't, I can't give you the whole thing every time. But like, I feel like, I, you know, I'm honestly really glad to hear that because my perspective on it from growing up there, growing up with that as the team, that's like ubiquitous. It's like, that logo, and I've said this many times, um, when I see it, it's like a stop sign to me. It's yeah. just like you, like it's just everywhere. And that's not to say that I don't also see the offensiveness of it and the racist caricature of it. Right. It's just that it's embedded in this way yeah. that is, like you said, very hard to remove. Um, but I'm glad to hear that like your connections to those places are people who are ready but just don't know how to do it yet or whatever. I think um, there's a lot of that. I think there's a don't yeah. know how to do it yet. You know, that's yeah. a big and point. I, it, it, I think it is really hard. Like, <laughs> you know, we're talking about baseball leagues and, and, and teams that have existed for a century. <laughs> you know, Plus. So we're actually talking about a lot of time. Yeah. Min, that's a minimum amount. <laughs> um, and so like, it is actually a lot and people who don't, exist within these worlds, it's very easy for them to be like, oh, sports ball, who cares about it? Right. Um, and also I, I can sometimes be flippantly like, yeah, we need to change it. But I don't come at that very easily, you know, and I, and I understand that it is hard. It, this is big work. It's not something simple, but I do find a lot of frustration with the team leaking the thing and then saying we're going to do it, but not yeah. until 2022. It's like, what is the game here? You know, like do it or don't like you well, said, like swing also, or don't. Bro, <laughs> the spot, listen, this would be like swing or don't exactly. But also like, this is not even like a super swing. Yo, I'm sorry. The spiders is right there. That sure. elevates you top three best sports nicknames in pro <laughs> sports in America instantly. 
It, it just sure. does. And like, don't try to tell me about what happened 115 years ago with some hocus pocus story about how the team sucked. It's 2020. Yeah. Cleveland Spiders is an awesome name. Why would wait, you? Wait, wait, wait. Are you saying that people don't want to change it to the Spiders because the Spiders sucked? Because let Do me you tell you a story about a team that, that plays in Cleveland right now. Thank you. Right. Thank <laughs> wait, you. Let me tell you I'm about like, a team what? that I personally have watched lose the World Series it's like, four times. What? what? <laughs> times. Like, right. Because in the 1800s, maybe <laughs> some team had some curse. Like, are you insane? The Cleveland yeah. Spiders would be a banger of a name and they should have done that yesterday like that's also an element to me that's so shocking to me they've got one right there you yeah, should be many. turning this over and rolling those shirts out and those jerseys out asap <laughs> and so that's how i know that it's that difficult because it's not like every other team you know they yeah. don't, all these other squads don't have ready to go bangers with history that makes sense cleveland does and they're not doing it. i mean I it's think they wild. just don't, they, they don't want to lose the money that they think they're going to make. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's difficult in the psyche of the fan base. I don't think it's difficult in the, for oh, the if they change the office. Cleveland spiders, everybody in America is going to buy that crap. They That's just don't want to cool. believe that. They don't, don't want to believe that. I don't, I don't know. They're also not spending any money on Francisco Lindor. So like oh, well, these two things discussion. are incredibly related. Most likable player in all of the AL. <laughs> like, like it's unbelievable. You, you have a once in a generation player who literally wants to play for Cleveland. Like how do you put even, even not consider giving that person money? Okay. Like, but this is, a, this is a different discussion. <laughs> but, I know it is, but I'm just but saying it's related though. It's, it is it's related. Gotta, it's related. I just if, don't if understand you, how you don't, ostensibly seek out to go to a team from the, the same city that was a baseball team <laughs> with an amazing nickname. What I are we waiting for? I don't get it. I'll tell you, th th this is my theory on why they don't want to actually change it, why they're going to drag their feet kicking and screaming as the front office when they could very easily do it and make a ton of money doing it uh, for doing the right thing. They have four years, if not decades, asked in the brochure to the uh, season ticket owners, mm -hmm. is Chief Wahoo and the team name uh, an integral part of your experience as a baseball fan? They asked that question to the season ticket holders and it influences their own. It is like this thing, you know, uh, what is the psychological word for it? But anyway, they're Negative just feedback loop. Is what yeah, but they're creating their own proof of this thing yes. that they need to keep, you know? Yeah. And, and also I know from, uh, uh, people that I'm friends with connected to who are connected to the front office that like uh, Paul Dolan your goes your to sources. That's how you yeah, do my sources. your sources. Just <laughs> once over they, that with your sources. They go to people that they know will give them the answers they want to hear. You know, like they, they go find the answers from the people that they can go. But these people said they like it though. And that's uh -huh. been the thing for years, you know, Super that bummer. is what's actually difficult about it. Yeah. And, and that's how a lot of people operate when they don't, when they're coming from a standpoint of privilege and power, because they don't have to hundred percent. They don't want to. And that's not like some huge insult. That's just a fact of the matter in terms of how it's people just do reality, but <laughs> Cleveland spiders, bro, right there. Uh, yeah. What I mean, some, some people have suggested guardians. That one seems fun. Although the space force is now calling itself that I, mean, okay, I personally, like, I like me, Cleveland blues. Cause like the, it, it plays into the, the whole rock and roll thing and that's that they fine, lose a lot. But like, <laughs> we're sorry, the spiders are right there. Sure. Like they're right there. They're a baseball team. What are we doing? This is like saying, Wasting I didn't want to get too far yeah. into this 
you know, analogy, but like, you know, if you're married to somebody who's got a twin and that twin dies, you know what I'm saying? Like, go for the twin. What are we doing? At least get a stand in, you know? Anyway, that was it's too bad we can't call them the Cleveland Twins, you know? That would be funny. That would actually be hilarious. <laughs> anyway, that was a stupid analogy, but you know, my no, point I liked is, it. It's right I mean, there. it is right there. It's right there. It's not hard. A lot of people in Northeastern Ohio love to wear like Oakleys and stuff, and I feel like that fits right in with the whole spider. <laughs> is it, there's a lot of gothy people in Northeastern Ohio. It fits. Yes, you can open up a whole new fan base. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> Just haunted houses all over the right. place. <laughs> Well, Clinton, I thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show yes. and for for talking about this. Um, and just yeah, just generally being you, I appreciate thank you, you very much. Yeah, appreciate man. your time, and uh, you know, keep up the great work. And uh, you know, thank baseball you. baseball will stay alive as long as we stay alive. Absolutely, my friend. Um, and where can people find you? Where Where do you want people to find you? I know there's many places they can You find know the you. routine. <laughs> all right, all the available platforms that matter. First name, last yeah. name. I don't say this as much as I used to, but I'll say it one last time in 2020. If you come incorrect in my mentions, I will embarrass you in front of your friends <laughs> and your family, and I will not apologize. <laughs> That's right. That's it. Oh, Clinton Yates, everybody. Thanks so much for being on the show. Anytime. So grateful to have Clinton stop by the show. Honestly, a dream. What a great, I mean, I basically was like, oh, I don't even need to talk here. <laughs> it was really great to talk to Clinton and, and um, hear him. So grateful for him uh, making time in his day to stop by our show. Um, and yeah, so give him a follow at Clinton Yates on Twitter. Um, you can read him on the undefeated, the the his most recent article about the Negro leagues and, and the MLB um, will be in the footnotes for this episode. Um, and uh, if you can, and if you're looking for something this holiday season, it's probably too late to get somebody something for Christmas, but something I've done this year is to just give myself the time and space to get things for people whenever works, because like the postal service, like all these things are everybody's strained, everybody's stressed. It is what it is. But if you have the means to, and you can, and you would like to, please consider making a donation to the Negro Leagues Museum. Um, there's actually two of them, one in Kansas City and one in Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, I've been to both. They're both wonderful. Um, <clears throat> they each have gift shops. There's all kinds of bobbleheads online. You can get um, Buck O'Neill bobbleheads. You can get um, Satchel Page bobbleheads. There's an Effa Manley bobblehead. There's a... Uh, uh, Tony Stone, Connie Morgan, and Mamie Peanut Johnson. You can get all three for a hundred bucks, I think, which is not a, a good deal, you know? Um, and so just consider that. That's a, that's a great use of your money. Give them a little cash. Let your friends know about them. Give them a follow on social media and everything. Um, and uh, yeah, tell your friends about the Negro Leagues. Uh, also, Ebbets Field Flannels uh, still selling their gift packs, I believe, uh, for hats and jerseys and shirts, uh, for the Negro leagues. So always good to let everybody know about the things they should know. Um, and thank you so much for listening to the show. I hope everybody has a happy holidays and a wonderful new year, but it is just another day. So <laughs> let's keep going. Uh, I believe in you and, uh, we'll just keep on doing it and I'll see you soon, my friends. Uh, as always, if you liked it, you liked it. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. 
For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.